The Bible tells us in Second Peter, the 19th or the first chapter, verse 19, the title of this message as I lifted off the page was the rising of the light. The Bible tells us here in verse 19 of Second Peter, the first chapter, it says that we have also a more sure word of prophecy. It says we have. Somebody say we with me. Because it's a together thing. And we have a more sure word of prophecy. The word prophecy here means to <coughs> inspire, to teach, to bring forth, to direct. And we have a more sure word of inspiration. We have a more sure word of knowledge and revelation. We have a more sure word. And we have this as a team. Whereunto ye do well that ye take heed. So this word of inspiration that we have, this word of revelation that we have, this word of knowledge that we have, the Bible explicitly tells us here that we should do well to take heed of it. As unto a light that shineth in a dark place. Now John puts it like this. John says that in First John 1 verse 5 it says that the light shineth in darkness. But the darkness comprehended it not. I wonder why. Because it was a <coughs> more sure word of prophecy. And it tells us here in Peter that we should well take heed to it. Well, see, when the, when the light shines in that dark place in us, and when we hear the word of revelation, when we hear the word of inspiration, then see, we need to take heed for it. We need to take heed to it. But what happens is, is John says that the darkness comprehended it not because you see, when the light shined, they didn't comprehend it. They didn't take heed to it. And because they didn't take heed to it, it didn't reside in them long enough for the darkness to be dissipated. So God's word tells us here that this, 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 this sure word, this more sure word of inspiration and prophecy and all, it says that we should do well to take heed as unto a light that shineth in a dark place until the day dawn. In other words, I'm going to wrestle with you until you bless me. I'm not going to let you go until I get what I need from you, Lord. I'm going to wrestle with you, Jesus. I'm going to wrestle with you until you bless me. Until you bless me. I'm not going to give up until you give me what I need from you. Not what I want from you, but what I need from you. Now that I've latched on to you and you've latched on to me, now let's wrestle. Because I'm not turning you loose until I get what I need from you. You're going to bless me. So, 
He places this light inside of us. And it says, now, I want you to continue to take heed. I want you to continue to sit under this word of inspiration, this word of revelation, this word of knowledge. I want you to continue to sit under it and take heed unto it as a light shineth in a dark place until you get a revelation of what I've been trying to tell you so that your life will change for the better. Amen? Amen. So, it says, until the day dawn and the day star arises in your heart. Make no mistake about it, church. This thing called the heart that you see in that Bible, it has nothing to do with this right here. That's a misconception of preachers. The heart is the center of your soul. It's in the mind. It's in the mind. That's where the revelation has to come. This here controls this. This, don't, this is the head. This is not the See, too many of us have made this the head of their life. Amen? This here gets you in trouble. This way. Because through this where all of those emotions come from, through, 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 through the things that, you know, go right in our life and through the things that go wrong in our life, you see, this here right here is what messes you up right here. You see, this here has to be controlled by this. But if this is out of whack, then this is going to be out of whack too. So now you're on this emotional upheaval. One day you will, one day you won't, you know. Sometimes I feel like doing what's right with God. Sometimes I don't feel like doing what's right with God. But either way, I'm unstable. And we talked about it last week that a double-minded man is unstable. In how many ways? Oh. <laughs> Amen. Good church, good church. All his ways. All his ways. So God tells us that here in First Peter, I mean Second Peter, the... 19th verse, first chapter, it talks about holding on to this light, this more sure word of prophecy. We got to hold on to it like it's a light that's shining in a dark place until we get a revelation of this thing as to what God is trying to tell us. Ephesians 4, 3, 23 says, be ye renewed in the spirit of your mind. But let's go to Malachi Old Testament, last book of the Old Testament, <coughs> Malachi 4, verse 2. Say amen when you get there. Walk here a minute. Amen. <coughs> Are we there? Look at Malachi 4. Verse 2. It says here, talking about the coming day of the Lord. It says, For behold, the day cometh that shall burn as an oven, and all the proud, this is verse 1, yeah, all that do wickedly shall be stubborn. And the day that cometh shall burn them away, saith the Lord of hosts, that it shall leave them neither root nor branch. Verse 2 goes on and says, 
but unto you. And this is, this is the part that I want you as Christians, as the assembly of God, not the gathering. We don't gather. We assemble. Big difference. You've been taught the difference between gathering and assembly. Gathering is just being here. All the parts here. But if they're not assembled together, then the thing can't work, right? Everything has to work. That's why they call it a what kind of line? Assembly line. They don't call it the gathering line. They call it the assembly line. And guess what? At the end of the assembly line, and at various station points down that assembly line, there's a thing called the QA or QC, quality control. Y'all heard that commercial, it ain't hangs until Inspector 12 says hangs. Well, it ain't God until God says God. Okay? So we're on an assembly. We're being assembled together, and we're on an assembly line being assembled together. Now, it ain't the church until God says it's the assembly. Okay? He's the one that's got control over this thing. So it says, but unto you that fear my name shall the son of righteousness arise with healing in his wings and ye shall go forth and grow up as calves in a stall. Well, first of all, you got to understand that a calf in a stall is protected. Everything is taken care of for that calf that's in that stall, okay? All right. Those of us that fear give respect, honor to the name of God shall the son of righteousness arise with healing in his wings. This son of righteousness is the brilliancy of God's justice. See, that's a revelation. You see, when we come to the brilliancy or the revelation or the illumination of God's justice, do you not know that it brings healing with it? You know why? Because you'll turn from your wicked ways. You see, the revelation of God's justice in your life and what it means will bring a turnabout in your life. And you will be convicted for certain things that you used to not be convicted for. And you will be inspired to do things differently than the way you usually do. This is when the brilliancy of God's justice comes into play. The, 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 the son of righteousness, when it arises in our hearts, it comes with healing. It just doesn't come by itself. It comes with healing. Look over here, John 16, verse 7 through 13. John 16. St. John. 16, verse 7 through 13. Tell me when you get there. The Bible says in verse 7, John 16, starting at verse 7, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient, that means it's profitable, for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter, which is the Holy Spirit, which is the sacred mind of God. 
understand what the Holy Ghost is. It means sacred mind of God. It ain't no spooky. It's the sacred mind of God. That is the actual meaning of Holy Ghost. Okay? Didn't it say be renewed in the spirit of your mind? Well, how are you going to do it? Through this word and the spirit that's of this word, which is the Holy Spirit of God. Because this is what prompted me to write this thing. The sacred mind of God. They didn't write it on their own. They wrote it from the inspiration of the Spirit of God as it moved on these holy men. It says here that, in verse 7, that the Comforter, if I don't go away, the Comforter will not come unto you, but if I depart, I will send him unto you. Now we're talking about the brilliancy of the justice of God. It says, and when he is come, he says, he will reprove, that means correct, the world of sin. What did I say? <coughs> that when you get the revelation of God, and when you get the revelation of the justice of God, the brilliancy of it, didn't, didn't, didn't I say it'll make you change things, it'll correct some things in you? Well, here it is right here. It says, when he comes, he will reprove, correct the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin because they believe not on me. Of righteousness because I go to my Father and ye see me no more. Of judgment because the prince of this world has been judged. And I have yet many things to say unto you, <coughs> but ye cannot bear them now. He says you can't bear it now. There's a whole lot of things that God is speaking and God is revealing, but it can't be released until God allows it to be released. He says that I have yet many things to say unto you, but ye cannot bear them now. How be it when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into not some truth, but all truth. Now, now, now we got to be careful on this right there. Because, you know, we, we, we are bad about reading that and thinking that we got the game and gone. And we don't need no man to tell us nothing. See, now, no. Don't get that mixed up. I know that's in First John over in there about you'll not need no man to teach you nothing. 